You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. The Daily Music Business Podcast. The content of this episode of the Daily Music Business Podcast comes from a video on the YouTube channel of Outer Loop Group. Go to outerloop.group backslash YouTube to subscribe. For Outer Loop Coaching's free seven steps to getting signed PDF, please visit outerloopcoaching.com today. Let's dive in. I love it. I, I, see, just to recap, just so that people understand, like you're you're talking about developing like a fan avatar almost. Yeah, absolutely, that, absolutely. That everybody is, should be speaking to, and then once you've identified that fan avatar, you're able to then uh, figure out what it is that you need to say and when you need to say it, how often you need to say it. Okay, exactly, I love- exactly. So to follow up on that, like for so many bands, their personality is a huge component of their brand, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, are there um, uh, times where, uh, you know, they've, they've, they've shared too much and you got to figure out a way to pull them back without disturbing the brand? And then how would you find that balance? Mm, that's a good one. Uh, I, I think there's either, either two ways to go about it, slow and steady. And consistency is the key. Like you could, I'm a a big follower of Donald Miller, if you're familiar with him and kind of his uh, approach on marketing and and narrative-based marketing. And a lot of it boils down to kind of creating the path of least resistance. Um, So you almost kind of have to create a a narrative, uh, you know, so we'll explain it this way. If someone's walking through a jungle, there's, are we allowed to cuss on here? Can we cuss? Is that fine? Should I not cuss? Does it matter? Okay. If someone's walking through a jungle or a forest and there's not a path in front of him, there's all kinds of shit that they're going to have to cut through and move out of the way, right? In this uh, kind of explanation, that's going to be your, your customer, your user, the prospect fan you're trying to win over. You as a, as a brand, right? You're marketing. When you're posting on social media, when you're interacting with someone, you're trying to create a path for them to follow. So when it comes to kind of, you know, say someone did um, get too far into their personal world uh, as far as like the artist posting or whatnot, they're wanting to pull back. If you suddenly, you're leading people down this path and then you suddenly pivot, it's going to shake those users a lot. It's going to incite maybe some, um, I don't know, some negative curiosity. Uh, It could incite some kind of insecurity or, or less confidence in the brand itself. So being able to assess and say, okay, I went down this path too far. Now we need to veer left, but there's a whole bunch of trees and bushes and shit here. So let's start shopping at that bit and try to make this a seamless transition. If it's something like for a band moving from one album cycle to another, you can absolutely do a hard reset. Um, You know, kind of going on the delete your social profiles always makes a big statement, gets people talking, gets people curious, but you have to have actionable content to follow through on. And I think that's where a lot of bands get lost in translation. Um, is they first and foremost don't create enough of a brand I- brand identity or brand consistency for the users to really um, have a, like a foundation to exist on. And when they try to switch it up, they just lose people and lose people and lose people. That's awesome. Thank you. Mike, uh, uh, David brought up a couple things right there that are, are really cool. Awesome. Uh, obviously, like the, the, um, uh, the brand and how you can, uh, uh, you know, stick to colors and things like that that are really, really important. Um, but also that hard reset that comes with an album cycle. Can you talk a little bit about how in your experience, uh, the artists that you've worked with in the past, what is that 
like branding that happens for uh, a particular album cycle and how that is communicated and planned for uh, social media? Yeah, of course. Um, and it's a great question. I think so much of it, you know, really stems from, uh, of course, what the music's about, what the album's about. With most of the artists that I work with, we then, you know, hire an experienced designer uh, that really can get the vision um, and go along with that and create something that, yeah, makes sense. And then it sort of, I mean, I want to say it all follows very naturally. Um, and that's just because I've done it as of these guys, you know, countless numbers of times. But for me, and that's part of what this panel is, you know, I've worked with every single one of the people on here. It's finding, you know, people like this that, you know, if, if I was going into a new album cycle and any one of these guys was on the team for social media, I would consult them in addition to the artist, right? In addition to not only the artists that I'm representing, but the artists that we're hiring to create all of the graphics, just to see if it makes sense, if there's anything that they can, can give input on. So that's typically how it's done. Yeah, that's awesome. I, I, and, you know, really, this is like a, a great side effect, I think, of, of this kind of panels. I can just, I can hear <laughs> musicians listening to these people and go like, I, I, this is all stuff I wanted to know, but there's no way I could do this and do this well. And it ends up being a great argument for why these roles exist and why, uh, you know, bands, once they have some sort of budget, are taking advantage of it. Um, Jeff, uh, you know, like another thing that I always hear from from musicians who are trying so hard to do this DIY is say, hey, I need to be a great songwriter. I need to be a great performer. I need to be great at this, that. The other thing, I got to be a great accountant. You want me to be great on 12 different platforms too. So are there any third-party uh, SaaS tools that, that either you use or you recommend your artists use to try to uh, streamline the process of being great at social media in general? Yeah, for, I mean, for creating more you know dsp type contests i like tone den is a great third party app uh, gleam is another great for contesting integration into social media um for um you know like tweet to uh follow to tweet is another great one for it's a third party a uh, twitter app um for you know for live streaming personally you know we've been doing a lot with bands in town lately i really enjoy working with them and i think the infrastructure that they've created surrounding the live streaming atmosphere has been has been great. The same with with Veeps; they're another um, uh, third party that we work with with doing live streaming, and those are um, those are paid live streams. But they're you know it's a great they do a great job of it of, of gating that and the productions. You know, it really can work on any level. And do you have any sort of recommendations for artists who are trying to do this DIY and they're just absolutely overwhelmed by, you know, Twitch and Twitter and Facebook and Instagram and TikTok and, and every single platform has got a different image size, gosh darn it. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, you know, and really in order to be on the forefront, you know, as I'm, as I'm sure these guys can attest, it's, you know, you really need to be paying attention to blogs and in the beauty of, of YouTube, you know, it's the second largest search engine in the world. And really there's an answer for everything. So if you hear someone, you know, talking about, you know, shadow banning, or you hear someone talking about, you know, the, the Facebook algorithm and components of, you know, like search components for, you know, whatever, like for Twitter or, or anything, you can just Google that or look it up on YouTube and, and 
be able to find the answers for yourself because it is a lot. I mean, that's one thing about digital. You know, I've been doing it for 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 12 years, you know, working at an agency and it's the thing that's never changed is you're never really done. I mean, there's always something that you can be doing. There's always new technologies, you know, algorithms are, are, are forever changing. So, you know, they're ever changing algorithms. So it's, you know, everything you can never really be completely done. You know, there's always something you can be doing. Um, you know, even just starting like, you know, YouTube, if you wanted to, now's a great time to be optimizing your videos. So if you're an upcoming artist or a label, you know, just looking through YouTube or, or Google search to find ways to, to YouTube or to optimize your, all of your YouTube videos. There's, there's so many ways and there's always, you know, they're always with partnerships. They're always continuing to, to build more and more. Well, Finn, I want to ask you about optimizing YouTube because that seems to be an awesome segue. But before you answer that, if you don't mind, like I'm thinking back to 22 years ago, last time I was in a van, there was the guy who drove, there was the guy who wrote, you know, who had the map and, you know, that would be like my social media strategy now. Someone would be the Instagram guy, someone would be the Facebook, but I wouldn't want to give any of those guys passwords. Like who, who, how, yeah, what do you suggest as far as like, you know, who gets the passwords to the social media platforms in the van? Well, I mean, if, if oh. sorry, you're asking me or? Yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, well, I guess that's up to you guys. If you don't trust each other, then there's a problem. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's, <laughs> I don't know what to say. Like, if you don't trust each other at that level, then somebody, you probably made the wrong call with who you let in the band. Uh, as far as optimizing videos goes, there's, a, uh, if anyone's interested in this, there's a guy named Brian Dean who has a site called Backlinko. If you Google YouTube Marketing Hub, it'll tell you everything you need to know. But the main piece of advice I would give everybody is, uh, don't think that an app is the answer or don't think that, you know, tweaking some technical thing is going to give, is going to like open the floodgates. I wish it was that simple. It's not like you need to make, you need to be more creative. You need to have a, a stronger point of view. You need to have something clever and interesting and entertaining or informative, whatever. You got to have something to say. If you don't have anything to say, if it's just another picture of a bunch of dudes in a warehouse or whatever, some guy with a guitar all the optimization in the world, it's multiplying zeros. You know, nobody is going to give a shit. Uh, and I don't buy it. The excuse of people saying they don't have time because they have to be a, you know, a musician, a performer. Like, there's tons of like 19 year old rappers that crush it on social media and make all their own shit and, you know, distribute all their own music that do it all themselves. It's a bullshit excuse. Sorry, I'm going to unmute myself. So, uh, so you're firmly in the camp of quality over quantity. Uh, that's one way to put it. Um, but I mean, I would say both actually. Um, I just, you just, it, this is, you're, you're trying to do something very difficult. I mean, if you're looking for shortcuts, you've already kind of lost, Yeah. you know, there's, there's things that may save you a little bit of time, but if you're looking for a way to make it easy, you might as well give up now because it's not easy. Yeah. Well, Ron, you mentioned earlier about hashtags. Those seem to be one of those uh, best practices that, you know, help to move things forward for, to find those uh, uh, connections, that sort of thing. What, what are, for each of the platforms that are some of your favorites, what are some of these sort of best practices that, that DIY musicians really should know about? 
Um, I just uh, want to add something with the with the DIY musician approach on this is that um, I kind of co-manage a couple of, of artists as well. One's a, a guy called John Five, guitar player, very unique uh, look and feel and everything. And, you know, all the time I'm saying to him, look, you do your thing and leave this to, to like, so you can, a band can worry about all this stuff and who's got the passwords and the, the right ratio of the different platforms and their, and their songs are shit. So it's going to not mean anything if you can collect people that just instantly leave day two after they've heard what your, your offering is. So, you know, I always, um, U2's manager and Led Zeppelin, they always made a point of saying, I don't mess with the music stuff. You guys just do. I never once gave advice on the, on a drum solo or anything. And then the same for, for us. So is, I think our job is to just get a picture of who this artist is, what they talk like, what they sound like, what the brand is, what the image is. And then we translate that in these little bits. Um, that's why we're around and that's why they they do what they do. So, you know, I think the DIY, like there's a band, um, I'm going to send it to you guys. I'm having a blank as to what they're called, but, you know, their video is 30 or 40 million views on YouTube. They're just young and their video is so terrible. It's probably deliberately terrible. They're squinting. Like no one thought to bring sunglasses. They're wearing terrible clothes. The songs, but the song is amazing. It's just some guys on a pier. Um, what the hell is their name? And that to me is a great example of that. If you just worry about what you're doing, take some photos of it. Great. We'll take care of the rest. Um, so that DIY approach can, can work for that because if they've got a solid offering, they've got a solid product and they've got somewhat of a look just Amplify that, same as you do your guitar. Just amplify what it is that you already are or want to be or want to look like or, you know, like Finn's example of the rappers. They have a lifestyle already entrenched in the way they talk, the way they dress, the way they look. Everything about their world is established and they're just coming into it they're not reinventing it so they understand what the fan would want to see or hear or they should talk like they probably don't even think about it. it's really subconscious and that's like what i was saying before about some of the bands i work for i just have been a fan since i'm a small child so it's subconscious what i'm writing um so I don't know, the a hashtag might be something like an obscure B-side that some people are going to get, but other people are going to be like, well, why did they put that? What is that? And they might have a conversation about it. If you can get a conversation going in the comments, you're, you're 
way in front. If you got people passing and liking, that's like driving on the road and seeing a house on fire and you just slow down a bit. You keep driving. You, you don't want to get involved in that. But if you can get them stopping and talking and like, hey, what, what's happening over there? What, what is this? That's when they're coming in the rabbit hole. That's when they're, they're coming on board. Awesome. Subscribe today to the Daily Music Business Podcast on your favorite podcast platform. Hey, what's up? My name's Lurk, and I'm the host of Lamb Goat's Van Flip Podcast. Every week, I have in-depth conversations with bands from all over the scene, big and small. We also like to keep our finger on the pulse and showcase up-and-coming bands on the show as well. So come check out Lamb Goat's Van Flip Podcast.